Welcome to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone, so let's connect and heal our vibe within. I could let you have it, you could be my heaven, you could be my woman, right? I don't want you having any time I know you're listening in the home. Any time I know I could let you have it. Hey guys, welcome back to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Welcome back to you. Welcome back to me. (laughs) Um, I took a couple, maybe a few weeks off. I've just been dealing with some health issues and trying to navigate as smoothly as I can. I've also been teaching a lot more and um, that's been nice. I really really do love um, subbing for people. Um, if you're one of my listeners who takes my class at Equinox, hey, I really do love teaching at Equinox because the energy there is just amazing and my classes are starting to get packed again, which I love. Um, today's episode is amazing. You're going to love it, especially if you've been dealing with any autoimmune issues, disordered eating, or you're just having a hard time figuring out you know, how to how to eat better for your goals, whether it is just feeling better in your body, whether it is, you know, body composition, whether it's you want to lose a little bit of weight, um, or if you don't want to lose weight, maybe just you want to figure out a way that, a, a way of eating that, that doesn't go against your body, if you know what I mean. Especially as someone with autoimmune issues like Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism, and I just found out that I have PCOS, so I have the trifecta of autoimmune issues. And the way that I eat definitely affects my inflammation, and that's um, that's been my main focal point, is making sure that I am making better food choices that work with my body rather than against my body. And for for, you know, everyone's that's going to look different for everyone you know um, everybody can tolerate different amounts of carbs and sugar and fats and some people can't tolerate bread or gluten or wheat I actually um, just found out that I have a long laundry list of food allergies and sensitivities because I took an Everly Well at home food sensitivities test and it came back with a lot of foods and a lot of these foods I was eating every single day and a lot of the foods that that came back highly sensitive are actually in so many vegan products like almonds, oats, um, garlic, onions, you know, there's there's just some things that I'm like, oh wow, like I've been eating these things, especially almond milk and oat milk, I mean as a vegan, almond milk and oat milk were like my staples. And when I found out that I've been reactive to them, that kind of like 
flipped my world upside down and I was like, okay, I need to revamp everything that I'm doing and it's really challenging, especially as someone like, you know, I've been dealing with disordered eating and healing from that and, you know, when you find out that you have a long list of allergies and sensitivities, the the eating disorder brain will start to get really loud and will start to terrorize food and fear and it's just really challenging to navigate through that so if you're dealing with you know food sensitivities and allergies and you're also trying to heal from autoimmune or disordered eating believe me it is overwhelming it's a lot and um, that's why I I actually am starting I started to work with Ashley and Coach Kelly from The Metabolic Fix, and that's who's on the podcast today, Ashley Fillmore. So Ashley is the the CEO and the owner of The Metabolic Fix. She's the founder of that company, and basically what she does is she works with thousands of women um, all over the world to break free from chronic dieting for good and achieve long-term sustainable results using the metabolic fix method. I went to Ashley because I was super desperate and I, I knew that there was something, you know, not working properly with me, like my metabolism, obviously because of my thyroid, Hashimoto's, that, that creates a lot of food sensitivities and disruptions in, in the immune system. And I was just tired of doing it by myself and I needed that extra support. So I have been working with Ashley and Coach Kelly from Metabolic Fix and they've been helping me, you know, figure out a better way of eating with macros and different foods. And it's honestly, it's just more support. And it's it's really nice to have people who are qualified helping me. Um, Ashley is a leading expert in sustainable weight loss who helps women heal their metabolism, balance their hormones, and achieve body composition changes that last a lifetime. With a deep commitment to helping women better their lives, Ashley strives to inspire others to embrace a life of health, happiness, and self-love they deserve. Ashley is a renowned keynote speaker, frequent top-rated podcasts she's been on, and, um, you know, she, she really, she's a nutrition coach, she's a health educator, she really knows her shit, and I love the way that she is just super truthful, honest, she's been through the same thing that I've been through with, you know, autoimmune stuff, hormonal imbalance, because PCOS is basically just all hormonal imbalance, um, and she speaks openly about what she's been through and how she healed her body, how she healed her metabolism, how she went from eating like 800 calories and working out all the time to, you know, eating like a normal person. And, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. It's a process that you have to trust. Um, but that's where having a life coach and a dietitian or a nutritionist and people who are qualified, that's, that's when it, you know, when you're when you're doing everything on your own and you just can't do it anymore it's really nice and it's time to invest and i know that not everybody can invest but there are ways to invest in yourself just by listening to this podcast or doing your own research or going on reddit and finding support or going on forums and finding support you know getting a therapist you're not you're not meant to do everything alone and you guys know that you know this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, so I highly recommend getting therapy. Um, 
it's changed my life and and yeah before we get into the episode I wanted to let you guys know I am going to be going live on the wisdom app this Sunday January 30th at 8 p.m and that is 5 p.m pacific so 8 p.m eastern and basically the wisdom app is awesome so i went live in december around my birthday and it was cool like 50 people showed up and i talked about mental health and you know just a lot of how to deal with stress and what's what's been going on energetically and what the wisdom app is is an app it's free you download it on on your android or iphone and influencers and speakers um, go on there and they host talks but instead of just listening to them you can actually request to be part of the talk and you can you know chime in and talk with with whoever's speaking and you can kind of go back and forth for a few minutes and it's a way for me to connect with uh, the listeners of the podcast and people on a deeper level rather than you just listening to me talk we can actually talk together so I'm gonna be going live for that wisdom app talk on Sunday January 30th at 8 p.m. All you have to do is just download the Wisdom app. It has a purple logo with a, a guy with short hair wearing headphones. It's super easy to use. Um, it's free, and there's a lot of really awesome talks, and it's really cool because you're not just sitting there and listening. You can you can go in, you can talk, you can offer your energy, especially if it's a topic that you enjoy. So come and, you know, hang out with me on the Wisdom app. Again, that's going to be January 30th, Sunday at 8 p.m. So I hope to chat with you there. All right, without further ado, let's get right into this episode with Ashley Fillmore. Enjoy. Okay, so yes, I'm really excited to have Ashley on the podcast. Um, Welcome, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Yeah, thank you for doing this. Um, as I had already kind of said in the intro, I've been working with your company, um, Metabolic Fix, and it's been it's been a really nice way to, to have extra support in what I'm going through. So I'd love to kind of just let the audience know what is it that you do and how do you help people um, and what, what are some of the issues that m- most of your clients have? Yeah, well, it's been super nice working with you as well. And quite honestly, we help a lot of women that truly want to see sustainable change. And so with my company, Metabolic Fix, we focus in on sustainability, which is quite different when you look at a lot of typical fat loss, weight loss programs. And honestly, some of the clients that come into my community do not have a specific weight loss goal. Several of them want to reverse metabolic damage, which we can talk a lot about that today. Some of them have underlying hormonal issues and they just want to feel better. Some of them do have weight loss goals and maybe have been yo-yo diet crash dieting for anywhere between one year all the way up to 
you know, 15 or 20 years of their life. Um, you know, and several women want to build muscle mass, they want to improve their body composition, but they want to go about it in a sustainable way. And as you know, these days, especially with social media and magazines and all of the stuff we're seeing, it is really hard to know how to go about something in a sustainable way. And so a lot of people come to me when they are looking for that, when they're really looking for lasting and sustainable change. Yes. You work with a lot of folks who have metabolic damage or also called metabolic adaptation, which can happen through years of disordered eating or over-exercising or even, you know, maybe, maybe you've worked with some physique competitors. I'm not really sure, but that's really big in that industry as well. But, um, I can, I can speak from my experience. The reason why I came to work with you is because of my history of disordered eating and um, metabolic damage and a whole host of health issues like thyroid and hormonal issues. And you touched a, a little bit on that. Do you have many clients who have thyroid issues and hormonal imbalance? And if so, when they come to you, how do you kind of approach them in, in a way that's for those issues? Today's episode is sponsored by From the Reserve. From the Reserve is a superfood company that I've really been loving because they make really awesome products like marine collagen, peach matcha, they make superfood powders that have mushrooms in them like cordyceps, chaga. They have one that's called Stronger Than Yesterday and it's all about giving you a healthy energy boost and it also keeps mood swings away it improves stamina and athletic performance it's also known to slow the aging process down while supporting the immune system and i'm all about all those things especially since i am healing all of my autoimmune stuff they also have a really cool product called the superfood dressing which is a dressing you can use with cooking and salads and it has superfoods in it What I love about From the Reserve is that their company makes small batches of products to ensure that they are always fresh and products are third-party tested. Products are from all around the world and constantly looking for the best options when it comes to superfoods and powders for our health. I love just making my matcha in the morning. Their matcha powder is just the top grade. It's so good. And I also love making foods and superfood salads and bowls with their dressing. And I've also been incorporating their marine collagen and it's been helping with joint inflammation and and just keeping that youthful look. I used to be 100% vegan, but now I, I actually really enjoy incorporating marine collagen into my routines and the way that I'm nourishing myself. From the Reserve is offering the Vibe Within listeners 40% off site-wide. So you can check out their website and that link is gonna be in the show notes. It is bit.ly slash the reserve dash gab and that's going to get you 40 percent off on the entire website any products from the matcha to the marine collagen to the dressing to any of the products they have 
and you can use that code GAB40, but they are prompting to use that link that's going to be in the show notes for you. So you can just click that link. It'll take you right there for 40% off site-wide at From the Reserve. Enjoy. Yeah, that's a great question. And yes, that's exactly what I do. So with my training and background, my undergraduate degrees in nutrition and exercise, and then after college, I went on to become a certified personal trainer. But very early on, I realized that I wanted to do way more than just prescribe exercise and give very basic nutritional advice, you know, related to post-workout, pre-workout, general advice on what to eat, what not to eat. And so that's when I went on to get advanced certifications in metabolic and hormonal health as it pertains to fat loss and weight loss. Now, Within the fat loss, weight loss world, I'm very knowledgeable, but when we start to really step outside of that, that's when a lot of my clients are typically consulting with other doctors and health professionals to obviously diagnose and really treat on the medical level. But the work I do supports optimal hormone function, optimal metabolic health. And yes, to answer your question, several of the ladies that come into my world, you know, metabolic damage, and as you mentioned, also known as metabolic adaptation, your metabolism really isn't damaged. It's just down-regulated, which is the metabolic adaptation, but your metabolism can also upregulate, which is really exciting when we start to see a client hit that point. But yes, a lot of the women are suffering from their metabolism down-regulating from years of under-eating, um, restrictive eating, as well as generally over-exercising, but not always the case. Sometimes it's more just related to caloric restriction. And then the hormonal issues can be sometimes genetic, like thyroid, or for some women, you know, through the years of dieting, they lost their period, their estrogen's too low, their progesterone's too low, their cortisol is too high because they have been performing intense hit sessions, cardio sessions, under eating, chronically under eating, which is a stressor on the body. Their insulin levels gets out of balance as well. Um, then the thyroid can be impacted, but thyroid can also be impacted from just genetics and other variables as well. It's not, you know, every single person that has metabolic damage would have a thyroid condition, but yes, I see a lot of that. And I have had a few figure competitors, you know, come to me with, you know, uh, metabolic adaptation from dieting too hard, too restrictively. And then they also start to see that their thyroid starts to drop down. They start to experience um, symptoms of like hypothyroidism. And then as you know, from dealing with some of these things yourself, when you start to have these symptoms along with the metabolic adaptation, the thyroid issues, you can feel really overwhelmed and you feel really just, you know, um, trapped. You're not sure what to do. You know, the dieting's not working, but you don't know how to stop it. You know that you don't feel well, but you don't know what to do about getting better. And so, yes, a lot of people come to me and we really start with the nutrition. We start with the mindset. You know, I always say a lot of my clients carry what I like to call dieting baggage, which simply means typically when you've dieted for years, you may have a different viewpoint when it comes to calories, nutrition, you know, maybe certain foods feel off limits to you. So you really struggle adding them back in. Um, 
You may even struggle eating enough. You know, maybe if you have one cookie, for example, you feel like you've messed everything up. And a lot of those thought processes come into play from the years of chronic dieting. So we work on that. We work on building a healthy and sustainable nutrition plan that is customized for each client. So every client has their own blueprint. And then we start to tackle the exercise and making sure that the client is exercising an appropriate amount for their goals. You'll do everything that you need and nothing that you don't. That's what I always like to tell my ladies. And in addition to that, we focus in on the lifestyle habits and how to go about implementing healthier, more sustainable lifestyle habits that's going to support optimal hormone health, optimal metabolic health, and obviously reaching your goals as as well. And then lastly, to answer your question super long, if- No, I, I love it. If we reach a point with a client and they're like, you know, six months in, results aren't coming, you know, their metabolism isn't getting healthier, although they're taking all the steps, they're doing all the work, that's when we, I will typically consult and um, I will generally suggest at that point that the client does a Dutch test so we can actually see specifically what hormones are out of balance still and then we will address things after those results come back. Yeah, testing is definitely important. Um, when you were talking about the, you know, say a chronically a chronic dieter, somebody who is competing in say like physique um, competitions, so when you said that their their metabolic adaptation, you know, would constantly, basically, what's happening with metabolic adaptation is you you diet and you stri- restrict your calories, and then your body adapts to that amount so that your new your new maintenance is basically getting lower and lower and lower. So with those people, what happened to them? You know, you said some of them developed thyroid issues. Do they start gaining weight and then like they can never lose it back or like what what what's happening and how do you help clients? What do you recommend for people who are listening who have yo-yo dieted for years or maybe it's people like similar to me, like who have been in and out of eating disorders for like, you know, a really long time. Um, You know, some people in the physique competitive industry, like they're dieting for maybe like six months, you know, eight months. But for folks who have been in this kind of uh, clusterfuck, for lack of a better word, um, for several years, maybe decades, um, what do you recommend for them who definitely have metabolic adaptation and they have you know, body composition goals? Right. Yeah, that's a great question. And, and honestly, I think I would handle it differently with each scenario. So I'll break it down depending on the person listening, you know, because I feel like there's really two different categories here. And the way that you would address it or the way I would address it with, for example, a client that maybe had an, an eating disorder previously would be very different from a client that you know, maybe just dabbled in dieting and restricting or or competing, um, you know, and obviously they knew they were under eating, but, you know, it didn't go to the next phase, um, you know, uh, of becoming a true full on eating disorder. Um, so I think the approach does have to be slightly different, but let's say you're in this, in this situation, you're not really sure what's going on with your body. So step one is you're going to recognize something's off. 
And I've had metabolic uh, damage myself. I know that, you know, you and I've talked a lot about this and I'll even use myself as, as an example. I was, have, have been, and even was back then very educated, understood the metabolism, understood the hormones, but very much so got wrapped up into my self-worth, um, you know, being whatever number was on the scale. And I always wanted that number to be lower. And for whatever reason in my brain, I thought the lower the number got, the happier I would become. Well, unfortunately, the number kept going lower and lower because I was dieting harder and harder, cutting back more calories, cutting out more carbs, exercising harder, pushing my body. It was almost like if it didn't respond, I did more. If it didn't respond again, I did more. And I kept doing that. I never felt better. I never felt happier. And quite frankly, even at my leanest, I still looked in the mirror and I did not like what I saw, but I was at a dead end street. And so for me, step one was just recognizing, look at how much I'm doing and look at where I am. So my body finally hit a point personally, and this is where a lot of my clients are as well. So I want to use myself as an example, not every client, but a good percentage of the ladies that come into my private coaching program very much so feels this way. They're doing all the right things just like I was, but the results stall. So suddenly eating 1200 calories a day isn't doing it anymore. You're not losing pounds. You're not losing inches. Doing two-a-day workouts isn't working anymore. And you finally hit a point, and this is a really amazing part in your journey, though, where you say, okay, I can't physically cut anymore. I can't physically exercise anymore. This isn't working something else has to be going on. Now, you may not know what that something else is at that time, but also in addition to realizing that typically from your calories being so low, from you pushing your body so hard, your energy's low. You don't feel well. I didn't feel well. My energy was low. I was barely eating. I was eating under my BMR, which is my which is your basal metabolic rate, how many calories your body needs to sustain life and have normal organ function. It doesn't include your activity. It doesn't include your exercise. I was eating under that number. My energy was low. I struggled to get through my workouts. My sleep was not great. My hormones, when I had them tested, were not within normal ranges. My and you were so you were eating, sorry to interrupt, but you were eating you said you were eating below your your metabolic basal rate, which I'm. I think that's what I'm. That's that's why I started working with you because were you maintaining your weight and you were just maintaining your weight from eating very little? Um, actually, in the thick of my journey, I actually kind of started to creep up a bit. My body fat started to go up a bit, um, even though my calories were so low. That's mm -hmm. not the case with every client. Sometimes a lady, for example will be eating at their BMR, their basal metabolic rate, and not see results, even though they're working really hard and potentially still have some changes that they want to make to their body. But for me, for example, and some of my clients are this way too, it started to reverse. Instead right. of losing, I started to gain. And, I'm, and that's when I realized, as do a lot of my clients, this is not sustainable. I cannot compromise my health anymore to lose weight. 
and I'm actually not even losing weight anymore. The opposite is starting to happen. And for me personally, Gab, it was more of a body composition change. I started to notice my waist circumference was going up. I started to see that the body fat was slightly increasing versus decreasing. But I knew from my training and my education and the work I was actually doing with my clients even that it wasn't because I was eating too much. It wasn't because I wasn't working out enough. It was the opposite. And so typically if you're in this in this you know circumstance, you're either going to be eating below your BMR or really close to it. I actually have a free weight loss calculator on my website. If you're listening to this and you did want to just see if you were in a healthy fat loss deficit, it will get you in the ballpark. Again, it's just a resource. It's just a guide, but it is a really great system to start out with. And um, for me, I realized like many of my clients, you know, I was eating under that BMR, had nowhere to go. I could not go down anymore. And quite honestly, you should be able to sustainably lose body fat. You should sustainably be able to see results without going that low in your calories. And so you'll notice your body composition changes. You may notice the scale going up or not changing. You may notice your energy drops. Your periods become irregular or stop altogether. Potentially, you'll start to notice your thyroid downregulating. This is when maybe when you get your lab work done, your doctor mentions, oh, we need to keep an eye on this. It looks like you may have hypothyroidism or you may need to take medication. Come back in three months. Let's check it again. Those are signs. Your adrenals start to pump out excessive amounts of cortisol and your cortisol's through the roof. Those are all signs that something else is going on. Potentially your waist circumference is going up, even though you're doing lots of things that should actually be helping you get leaner and see sustainable change. So, yeah. So when somebody has metabolic damage and thyroid issue, which a lot of the people listening, they do have thyroid issues. I do have a lot of thyroid experts who come on the podcast. Um, So it's kind of like you're stuck in between, okay, well, I have to fix the thyroid and I have to fix my metabolism. And a lot of people um, it, it, it almost doesn't make sense. I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts where they talk about metabolic adaptation and say the Minnesota starvation study and, you know, trainers and fitness coaches love to say that, well, if you were in a deficit, you would be losing weight, but they forget that there's this huge population of, you know, a lot of women, um, some men who have literal thyroid issues with which slows down everything. So for trainers and for dietitians to say, it's mostly trainers with this like bro science kind of vibe. And it's like, well, you'd be, you'd be losing weight if you were in a, in a, defi- in a, a deficit. And it's like, sometimes it's not that easy because what you're saying sounds like the body is just going against all science and all biology. Like people can be eating you know, less than 1200 calories, which is technically a, a number that would be considered a, a deficit. But for folks with metabolic, metabolic adaptation, 
that's their maintenance or they gain weight. And how do you start to help somebody in this kind of stuckness of, wow, I'm gaining fat, but I'm, you know, eating like a bird or I'm, you know, I'm trying to get my thyroid all figured out. And on that journey, how do I reach those body composition goals and, you know, I'm speaking to a lot of my personal experience, but I know that a lot of people who are listening are equally as frustrated. And I get a lot of DMs like, I'm dealing with thyroid issues too. It feels like no matter what I do, I just keep gaining weight and, you know, I just keep feeling fatigued. So how do you start to help someone with those issues reach their goals? Yeah. And and I'll definitely answer that. But one of the other things I want to mention too, along with answering your question is, you know, when it goes to a part of your last question is, well, how do you really go about treating that? And you mentioned, you know, some people may have EDs or some people may have the metabolic adaptation as well as um, hormonal issues. And so, you know, if you are struggling with an eating disorder and you're not actively going through that, you know, maybe you had one years ago and you feel like you really are in a great place now to be able to address your nutrition concerns, you know, I would say I would handle it very differently with a client that is recovering or has recovered from an eating disorder compared to one that has not had one before. And the reason I say that is because when you have struggled with something like that through my experience, sometimes it takes a really long time for you to view food in a normal way. And quite honestly, and you can speak on this too, Gab, you know, I feel like your body also acclimates, even though you know that you're not eating enough, your body will acclimate to that. So for example, although a thousand calories may be under your BMR, if you're used to eating 500, you feel like you're stuffed, you feel like you have too much to eat. And yes, on paper, the science, the nutritionist, the coach can say, well, you're not eating enough. There's no way you're full. But the reality is, is from the starvation, from the binging, from the purging, you know, your stomach is a lot smaller. Your body doesn't handle food as well. There could be a list of other things going on psychologically as well. And so I think you do have to handle it with more caution. You have to go about it slower. You have to definitely work with someone one-to-one. I would not recommend a group program. There's lots of great group programs. I even offer a group program a couple times a year. But typically when you're dealing with something like that, you don't want to talk about it with a lot of people publicly that you don't know. Um, You know, so I think having that customization and that support is key so you can really tailor things to meet you where you are. So if that is truly starting off with 800 calories a day, so be it, you know, versus you trying to DIY it yourself and self-educate and try and decide where your calories should be, what your macros should be, that can be very hard to do. Now, if you are just, you know, I don't want to say normal lady, I don't want to use that language, but let's just say if you haven't suffered from an eating disorder and you do maybe have metabolic adaptation or hormonal concerns, but also have goals, you can go about things a little bit, I would say more 
progressively in a healthy way, as in bumping up the calories faster. You know, research varies on how much you can bump things up per week. But with some of my clients, we've even bumped things up, let's say 50 to 100 calories within a week. And they're ready for it. They want to tackle more. Their metabolism, you know, is responding well. And for example, the thought of gaining weight doesn't concern them. And so it is a very different approach. And so I think you need to handle each circumstance differently. And the best way to handle is to make sure you're speaking with the client to see what approach and what pace works best for them. So to answer your question about the metabolic damage and how to go about handling this, step one, regardless of your circumstance as an eating disorder or not, I recommend that you slowly and very strategically increase your calories. So to do that, you have to know how much you're currently taking in. I like to use MyFitnessPal. There's lots of other apps out there, but I like to, to use a food tracking app so you can see how much you're actually eating compared to where you need to be. To figure out your base um, line metabolic rate, you can simply even Google that. And most of the time you'll find an accurate um, reading. My team, we do full metabolic assessments and figure all of, all of this data out on the back end after the client has logged consistently for a week. We know their health history. They've done their health evaluation. So that data is all there. Um, you know, but you can figure that out, but you do have to increase your calories. There's no way that you can reverse the metabolic adaptation without increasing your calories, doing a reverse diet to get your metabolism healthy. So then in the future, if you want to go into a sustainable fat loss phase, you can do it and you will actually see results because you did the reverse diet. Yeah. For when you start reverse dieting, what is the most important kind of aspect of it? I know that some people say just a calorie is a calorie and just, you know, eat 1200 calories and whatever. But um, I, I feel like when it comes to macros and food choices, that can also play a, a role in body composition and, you know, how we how we look physically, like with our muscle and our fat and just wanting to, you know, be healthier and be leaner. What, what would you say you prioritize when you are slowly reversing someone with, you know, severe metabolic adaptation so that they don't, you know, gain 15 pounds in a week? You know, let's say it's somebody who's a little bit more sensitive emotionally with, with gaining weight. Right. Yeah. So that's a great question. So with the reverse diet, I do not believe just instantly bump up your calories. I do see a lot of people that are DIYing it. So doing it by themselves, you know, they say, okay, I'm eating 1200 calories. I should be eating 1800 calories, for example, for maintenance. I'm just going to bump my calories up and quite frankly, the easiest way to do that is to just have pizza, to just have fast food or whatever, you know, processed food you would like to eat. Typically with a lot of people, what happens is the weight gain is very sudden. And I am a big believer that first you need to have your food quality in place. Then you can start to tweak your macros, but you have to build that foundation. And this is something that we teach through all of my programs within my company is first and foremost, we need to address 
what you're eating. Then we can worry about how much you're eating. I'm not a big fan of the if it fits your macros principle. I don't believe a calorie is a calorie. When we start to break down how our bodies metabolize the foods that we eat, the foods that we eat initiate hormonal responses, specifically with insulin, which is a huge hormone that comes into play for weight gain and fat loss. And so certain foods you eat will initiate a certain insulin response. And the healthier whole foods are obviously better for your blood sugar regulation, better for insulin. When insulin is in check, that's better for your metabolic health, as well as your fat loss and weight loss goals. So first and foremost, we're going to look at food quality. What are you eating? Everybody's very different. So we start with where the client is at. We clean up the nutrition if needed. Then after they understand the basic principles we teach about proper nutrition, what's healthy foods, what's not. How frequently should you you know, be enjoying the foods that maybe aren't so healthy but still taste great, like pizza or cookies or whatever it is that you enjoy occasionally having. Um, you know, I also teach clients that food's not good or bad. Food is food. Certain foods align better with your goals and hormonal metabolic health. Other foods do not. So we try to not have those foods multiple times a day or even daily, but I don't want a client to feel bad or feel like they're a failure because maybe they had something that isn't perfect to fit their goals. So then we start to look at the macros, which your macros are your calories. Your macros equals your caloric intake. And so we look at the macros and making sure they're eating enough protein, making sure they're eating enough healthy fat healthy fats for optimal hormonal health, as well as carbs. Now, carbs can vary depending on the client's activity level. So if a client is not exercising, their carb intake will be lower compared to a client that's maybe exercising four or five days a week. And we start from there. But food quality first. Second is obviously setting a very realistic and doable caloric target for that client. So we meet the client where they are. But adding on to that, we don't just say eat 1,200 calories of whatever you want. We give you specific suggestions so you have an idea of how many grams of protein, how many grams of carbs and fats you need. A reverse diet can vary in length depending on the individual. For me personally, it took a full year. I, I literally had to go at this at a full, for a full year. Um, to get my metabolism in a very healthy place and my hormones in a very healthy place. Wow. Some clients within six months or even four, four to six months, you know, they're fully reversed, feeling great, have sustained their weight at maintenance and are ready to tackle fat loss again. When you were going, starting into, and I want to get into a lot of what you said about carbs and fat loss and food choices and I have so many things written down, but real quick, you said when you started your reverse diet, you know, journey, everything was all over the place, hormones. Do you feel comfortable sharing? Like how much were you eating? What did that look like? And then how did it, how did you slowly start increasing? What were your priorities? How did you feel? Did you gain weight rapidly? What was the beginning like for you? Yeah, so um, I don't mind sharing at all. I, I do talk about it quite 
um, openly all the time to my clients and my audience. Um, you know, I don't remember because this was quite a while ago for me. Um, fortunately, this is in my past. I would say a little over 10 years ago when I'm really thinking about the thick of the disordered eating and chronic dieting, over-exercising, you know, hormonal issues. I remember, and I can even look back in my phone and see the data, um, but, you know, I remember some days were as low as 1,200. Some days were as low as 1,100. I was working out five to six days a week, most days two times a day. And when I wasn't working out, I was moving my body nonstop. So my caloric need truly was closer to 21, 2200 calories. So you could guesstimate I was under eating on any given day, probably between 800 to 1000 calories under where I should have been to maintain my weight. For a healthy fat loss deficit, I was still hundreds, hundreds of calories under where I should have been. And so for me, it wasn't really the calories being low and not seeing results that scared me. It was more the way that I felt. It was my hormones. It was the fact that my periods weren't coming or were super irregular. It was the low energy. It was the cravings. It was the food obsession, the exercise obsession. Those side effects from living that lifestyle had a negative impact on my overall quality of life. And I did not want to live that way anymore. So it was more than just, oh my gosh, I'm eating 1100 calories a day and I'm not seeing results. It was, oh my gosh, look at my hormones. Look at my life. Look at my health. This is not the picture of health for me. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You guys already know how obsessed I am with therapy. I talk about it all the time on this podcast about how I have two therapists and how I go to therapy every single week. Well, I've been going to therapy for years, but once 2020 hit, the year of chaos for all of us, I really needed extra support and better help has really been there to guide me through these chaotic times. Uh, I've been dealing with anxiety, depression, and I also have been in this recovery space for disordered eating and just a host of other issues. So BetterHelp will assess your needs and, uh, and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours, so all you have to do is you take a a quick online quiz, you answer some questions about what you're going through, what kind of therapist you're looking for, and you can literally write in the answers, I am looking for this kind of therapist, I am looking for an expert in this field. That's what I did, and they matched me with a therapist who has tons of experience with eating disorders, trauma, and depression. And to be honest, I love my therapist so much. She's probably my favorite therapist I've ever had. And I've been through like a variety of therapists over the years. Me and her really hit it off. And even if you don't hit it off with your therapist right away, because let's be real, finding a therapist can honestly feel like you're dating. Don't worry, you can always change therapists as many times as you need. No questions asked, no charge or anything like that. So you can always change your therapist and then get matched with a new one that day. 
So BetterHelp uh, is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is literally professional counseling done securely online. And what I love about BetterHelp is that they have a journal feature. So if you're going through something challenging through the week and you don't have an appointment until, let's say, next week, you can write a journal entry. It's all online. It's secure. And if you'd like, you can share that journal entry with your therapist so that they are on the same page. They're caught up. They know exactly what you're going through. They know whatever triggers you've been dealing with over the week. And what's awesome about BetterHelp, too, is that your therapist will respond. So you can actually communicate with your therapist in between your your sessions. So it's not like you only get get to talk to your therapist once a week. You can check in with them frequently in between your sessions. You can catch them up to date. You can kind of communicate with them every day if you wanted to. And the online journal feature is really nice for folks who are new to journaling or just need that extra support. So communicating with your therapist more frequently could really benefit you if you're going through a rough time. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available if you are struggling right now. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's better H-E-L-P dot com slash vibe and you can join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. You deserve the support, you deserve the healing, and you are not alone. There are so many people who are struggling with severe anxiety, depression, trauma, all of these things, and you don't need to suffer in silence anymore. So visit betterhelp.com slash vibe for a discount on your first month of online therapy that's better help h-e-l-p dot com slash vibe and that discount code will get you 10 percent off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe yeah and it but it is also kind of jarring and and a little frustrating I'm sure there's people who can relate to your story where they're eating, you know, quote unquote, not enough, but they're maintaining weight, they're gaining weight and, and they feel like shit and they feel like they're doing everything right. So it is very overwhelming and, and all consuming, like, well, I can't eat less, I can't exercise more. And you kind of hit this wall where you're like, I don't know what to do. So when, when you when somebody with such a sensitive metabolism, I guess you could say, is starting their reverse diet, um, I know that macros are important, you know, protein, fats, carbs. For someone who, you know, they're not working out five days a week, they're just kind of, they're going to the gym maybe two days a week, getting like a little weight weightlifting, no, nothing crazy. And let's just say they walk, you know, they're, they're trying to stay away from cardio because a lot of people know that this phenomenon of working out too much can actually make you bigger and, and raise your cortisol, which is kind of what I'm going through. And I even was speaking with my, with my coach and, and you that I think I need to lower my 
the amount of workouts from, you know, maybe three to four and, and do two instead, mm-hmm. because that feels like it's more um, going to give my body the the time to like, so it's not in, in fight or flight mode all the time, which it's just so crazy. People think, you know, I'm going to work out five days a week and then they, their cortisol starts to get crazy and they start to gain weight. How would you go with um, helping those folks? And then I do want to talk about carbs and how that attains to fat loss and what car- when, when carbs do play a role and when does a low-carb approach play a role for certain things. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love your questions. I think it's great. And one thing I'll mention for me, I did gain some weight. I know that was a question you had as well. Um, I did gain some weight. Um, I, I needed to though. And so it was actually a requirement for me related to getting my hormones healthy again. Um, you know, I had to gain weight. And so I think I pushed my body so hard that for me, it just was not safe. I had, you know, the adrenal fatigue and all kinds of hormonal issues. So I did have to gain weight. Surprisingly, the thought of it was worse than it actually was, though. Looking back, the thought of going through that process was just, I could barely handle it to even think about it. Because keep in mind, you know, for me at this time, I was a nutrition, I was, you know, a a personal trainer, the head nutrition coach at this corporate job I had. I had a very full client roster. I had the certifications. I had the education under my belt. And a lot of my self-worth was attached to how I looked. So the thought of gaining weight made me feel like I wasn't going to be worthy. I wasn't going to be acknowledged as a knowledge. I wasn't going to be, you know, acknowledged as someone that was, you know, smart and knew what they were doing and successful. And so I had a lot of mindset stuff going on, which was a deeper root cause of all of the dieting and getting focused in on that to begin with. Um, and, And so, yes, I had to gain weight. It was a very scary thought. When I started to gain weight, though, especially since I was going about a reverse diet, just as I do with my clients now, in a very strategic and formulaic way, I noticed muscle building. I started to see that finally all of those efforts in the gym started to pay off. My muscles started to become more defined. I started to like the way I fit in my jeans and I filled out my pants better and my, you know, I liked the way I felt. And so there was a little bit of an uncomfortable period, I'd say the first six months or so. But then after that, things really leveled out. I had to trust the process which is a very difficult thing to do. So I did want to add that in there. Um, And then your next question was about the carbohydrates and how do you work those into this as well based off of your goals? Yeah. um, Well, I like what you just said because you you do have to trust the process, which is really hard because everything that people have been doing, sometimes it's not working and to go against that feels terrifying. Um, you know, about the carbs situation, I, you know, for someone who is, you know, not a crazy like training or anything like that, their goals are to, you know, lose fat, remain, like keep having muscle, you know, for someone who, you know, they, they're eating and I do want to get back to the carb thing, but I think this question will kind of dovetail us back into that is for someone who is, you know, eating very little, 
they but they're their highest weight you know and they they do want to change their body as far as lose fat gain muscle um how would you help someone like that with carb approach and working out approach like for someone who really does have that metabolic damage but they still have those body composition goals not so much because of what other people want it's just um for them personally you know they they just feel comfortable maybe at a certain weight and they don't want to be their highest weight you know per se how would you set them up with carb intake and working out yeah that's a really great question and so step step 1 with any client is i always make it clear that if there is metabolic adaptation, we have to address that first. And so I think sometimes there can be a little bit of confusion because you want to do the reverse diet, but you also want to get leaner. And it's kind of pulling you into different directions, to be quite honest. I'm not saying that some clients don't experience fat loss and weight loss when going through a reverse diet, because I see that happen all the time. I have several clients right now when they start bumping up their calories, it's like their metabolism is just like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for the food. Thank you for the fuel. And they start to get leaner. Uh, I've shared many success stories on my pages of clients that truly go through that process. Now, I will say I also have a lot of clients that go through the reverse diet. They are actively gaining weight or not losing weight while in a deficit or even eating under their BMR. And for them, when they start the reverse diet, they do start to gain weight. Now, obviously, there are several things that you have to take into consideration. Their age, how long have they been dieting, how severe is the metabolic adaptation, um, you know, are there underlying hormonal issues? For example, as you know, with hypothyroidism, everything slows down. You're more likely to gain weight sometimes. Your metabolism gets a little more sluggish. Um, you know, that will also impact the rate that you lose weight, regardless of your caloric intake. And so when it comes to crafting the perfect formula for the client, all of those things go into that equation. And I always tell a client, first and foremost, you want to focus in on that reverse diet. If you have a goal to get leaner, that is step one. And your metabolism isn't responding anymore. And you're sure that there is metabolic adaptation. You have to do that reverse diet. And so realizing that that reverse diet is actually a part of trusting the process so you can then get leaner when your metabolism is ready. But you can't work on fat loss goals if your metabolism isn't healthy. And so you have nowhere to go. You can't eat any less. You can't cut anymore. And you can't work out anymore. And so right. the only thing to do is go up. So I would say step one is tackling that reverse diet and trusting the process, realizing that, you know, fingers crossed, do all that you can. If you're really worried about weight gain, go at it at a very slow pace. So, you know, taking several months to very slowly add your calories or bump up your calories. And then as far as your carb question goes, everyone has a carb tipping point. And so, you know, I will say I have no two clients, even those of the same weight that have the same carb intake. Your carbs will fluctuate quite a bit based off of how your metabolism is responding. If you are female and you have metabolic 
adaptation, hormonal issues, your cycles aren't regular, your thyroid's not functioning well, you have elevated cortisol or adrenal fatigue, um, I, you definitely need to be eating carbohydrates. How many can be, should be customized to you? So again, I have ladies right now that weigh the exact same thing and are the same height, but their metabolic and hormonal health is quite different and they handle carbs differently. So when we take those things into consideration, they have different carb amounts. If you are struggling with these issues I just mentioned, I definitely do not recommend keto. I definitely do not recommend low carb or carb cycling. You save those things for when your metabolism is healthy. I carb cycle with clients all the time, but they have a healthy metabolism. Their body's already responding. They're eating enough food on a daily basis. So you can utilize really great tools like low carb days when your metabolism is healthy and you're not in the revert or, or the metabolic adaptation danger zone. So for people who, um, you know, have been in yo-yo dieting or disordered eating who, you know, are probably similar to me where for years they've eaten low carb, maybe not keto, because what would you, what would you say keto is like under 50 carbs? Like, yeah, I would say when you start knocking in, and I know some people even say a little lower than that, but I would say when you start knocking in your net carb and take, you know, 50 or below, you know, I've obviously seen some clients come to me with their net carb intake being 20 to 30 grams of carbs per day when they're really trying to stick to the keto or even lower. Um, you know, but yes, I would say for the average woman, when you're starting to average, you know, 50 grams of carbs per day, you're starting to get in the super duper low carb zone, which is hitting more keto. Right. So for people who say come to you and they've been in this keto lifestyle for a long time, um, I know that because I, I mean, i wouldn't say that I eat keto like because that's very, very low carb. I guess I, I'm a little bit above that. But um, I told you guys when I started working with you, like, yeah, I, you know, I'm very sensitive to carbs. And, you know, I don't mind sharing my experience on here. I think we, you know, what, what happened was my carbs, I started eating more carbs. And I, I don't know, it's just it really affected me like right away. So I started you know, gaining, gaining weight, gaining water weight from eating carbs. So for someone who comes to you with a very, very low carb intake, who says that they might be like carb resistant, or they, they react to carbs very, very, very easily, and it can be intense. What kind of carbs do you recommend for those folks to start eating and slowly, I'm assuming? Mm hmm. Yeah. So step one goes back to their calories. Where are their calories compared to where their calories need to be? And then based off of their averages, what is their current carb intake, fat intake and protein intake? And then after that, the next step would be setting a goal. So for example, if you should be eating, let's say your BMR is 1200 and you're eating 800 calories per day. So step one is going to be to get your calories up just a little bit. How much of those calories come from carbs really depend on how much carb you're already eating in comparison to where your calories are. 
And so if you're eating 800 calories a day and, you know, 50, 60% of those calories are coming from carbs, we would work on bumping up your protein or your fats. If you are eating, you know, a split ratio of everything, we'll bump up probably protein, fats, and carbs in similar-ish or equal amounts, depending on that client's metabolic or hormonal health, to get them in a good starting spot. But for the carb thing, it really does depend what you're having and how your body handles carbs. Now, obviously, no one knows how your body's going to handle anything. I don't know that. If that's not related to education or experience. A part of the coaching experience with uh, you know, when you're working through this with a person and not doing this alone is giving that feedback like, hey, I realize it's only 100 calories more or 200 calories more or 300 calories more, depending on how much you're consuming. But adding in another 10 grams or another 30 grams of carbs, I don't feel well. So then you can back things back down. A reverse diet should always go at the pace of the client. And so a reverse diet is simply just increasing your calories, which are only going to come from protein, fats, and carbs. So you can slow that down. And if, if you're not feeling well when you add in more carbs, kind of similar to how you mentioned, you can always back down the calories, which most of those calories you would cut would be coming from reducing the carbs. Now, if there are underlying hormonal issues, if there are thyroid issues, if there are issues with your cycles... I'm a big fan of getting those carbs up. Most women need to get their carbs up and most women need to get their carbs, especially in the thick of metabolic damage. I'd say step one is over a hundred grams. And for me personally, I took mine well over a hundred grams as with a lot of my other clients to really get their hormones functioning well again. But two things had to happen. One, they had to be willing to try it and see how they felt doing it. And we obviously adjusted as needed. And two, there has to be a need for it and a reason to do it. And so not every client has underlying hormonal issues and metabolic issues. And so it really is customized based off of that client. Yeah. So for, for the people who are in that, you know, I've been keto or I'm afraid of carbs, um, for someone who, who comes to you like that, what are some carbs, you know, because when, when people think of carbs, I don't, I don't think people realize carbs are fruits and veggies and beans and, you know, of course, bread and, and pita bread or wraps or there's rice, you know, grains like carbs. There's so many different forms of carbs. Um, so I know that food choices do play a big role in how the body kind of holds on to things. And I know that for every, I think for every gram of carbs, it's like a f for every carb, it's a few grams of water or something like that. I don't know where I heard that, but um, what kind of carb choices do you recommend to someone who is in this reverse diet, but also doesn't want to blow up like a fish? Like, you know, when I eat carbs, um, I tend to really just gain weight very easily. And, um, you know, so I'll, I'll throw myself under the bus and say, you know, for people like me who just don't want to 
gain weight too rapidly, what kind of carb choices do you recommend for, for them? Yeah. And I understand that. I mean, even when I have clients, you know, that are in the thick of doing keto, they'll come to me and say, Hey, I really want to break this cycle, but I'm scared. I'm really scared to eat carbs. I've been low carb for so long. When I add them in, I instantly gain weight. And you're exactly right. It does pull more water into the cell as well, which is going to make you could potentially make you feel puffier or, you know, uh, increased weight and things like that. And so we have to go about it very, very slowly. And, you know, the, the beauty in all of this is it's really at your, it's really at a pace that's sustainable for you. If it takes eight months, fine. If it takes six months, okay. If it takes three months, great. But, you know, there's no timeline. There's no curriculum you're following where you're rushed through things when you're not ready for it. And so it really is, you know, at your time frame. And so if you're very scared of adding in calories or carbs, or you know that for your body size, you're probably eating a decent amount of protein and healthy fats, but your carbs are way under, you can very slowly add them in. And so my suggestion would be trying to avoid the processed carbs as much as possible. Going back to what I said about insulin, those foods can really negatively impact insulin, which is a fat storage hormone. So you don't want to have the donuts and you don't want to have the processed fast food and, you know, the pizza and the margaritas. And you're right, your vegetables are carbs, your fruits are carbs, as well as things like your starches, potatoes, rice, beans, oatmeal, um, you know, for example, a high quality bread or wrap. Those things are all carbs and you can start really small. I would start with really small portions. I would start because you're not sure how your body's going to react to them. I would eat the foods that make you feel great. And then even relying more on veggie carbs at first, you know, if your system can handle the veggie carbs at really pushing more to the vegetables and limiting the starch and the carb that you're getting from fruit until you can start to see that your metabolism is getting healthy. But if you are chronically under eating at some point to go up in calories and get to your maintenance, your carbs will have to go up as well. And so very slowly you can add those, those, you know, you can add in your calories from carbs. Right. Customized to fit your goals. Yes. So I know when I started working with you, um, you and Coach Kelly, I was not eating enough protein. I mean, I don't even think I understood how how little protein I was eating, and you know, no, no wonder I felt like shit. Um, so now, you know, protein has been kind of a priority in in my journey, and it's crazy how how much protein can can help you just feel better. Um, what are, you know, what, how does protein play a role in, in reverse dieting and how much protein should women be getting if they're trying to, you know, heal their metabolism while working on body composition? What are your recommendations for someone who 
has no idea where to get protein. They're barely eating any protein. How to start that process and how does protein help help the process? Yeah, well, protein's a really great food for many reasons, you know, not just for fat loss, but the one interesting thing about protein when you look at it is, you know, when we break down protein, it actually takes energy for our body to break down and digest protein. And that's really interesting. Obviously, it, it is that way with all foods. We It takes energy to burn and break down your food. You know, that's a normal metabolic process. But with protein, you burn more than you would with fats or carbs. And so that's really interesting in a stat or something I always like to share with clients, especially as they're going through fat loss, is realizing that, you know, with the protein calories, your body isn't going to even absorb all of them because it's going to take more energy to break down the protein. Protein is also very satisfying. And so typically when you start to get that protein intake up, you'll notice your cravings go down. You'll notice that you stay fuller longer between meals. And when I speak of cravings, most of the time I'm referring to like carbs or sugar, things like that. Um, with women, I will typically recommend for most women to shoot for 100 grams of protein a day. But then when they start to really settle in, you know, they're eating plenty, their metabolism's healthy or getting much healthier. You know, a lot of my ladies will shoot for about one gram per pound. But once they're, you know, once they start to get to, you know, let's say they're 150 pounds or 200 pounds or over 200 pounds, they're not eating a gram per pound. Depending on the client's weight, it can go down, you know, even to a half a gram of protein per pound. And again, that's, that can, that can vary quite a bit based off of the client's biofeedback. So we have to look at clients um, for more than just numbers. A client's not numbers. Yes, you have a height. Yes, you have a weight. But there's also this thing called biofeedback, your energy, your mood, how your body's responding. Um, are you getting stronger? Your digestive system, your hormonal health. These are all other biofeedback markers that, in my opinion, are even more important than the number on the scale and, um, you know, if you are losing or gaining weight that week, because there's so many other things that go into that. For protein sources, you know, it does depend if you're vegan or, or, you know, you're not vegan, but I would say... You know, if you're vegan, really turning more towards the vegan-based protein powders, that's an easy way to get in a lot of protein. And then you can start to look at vegan sources of protein, maybe beans, looking at quinoa, looking at, you know, other forms of protein via, you know, tofu is another great option, a higher quality one. You'll have to check things out. To be honest with you, I haven't spent a lot of years researching all of the new trending vegan protein sources. I believe some are good. I believe some probably are not good. So I can't speak too much on that specifically, but other protein forms would be animal-based protein. So that would be meats, that would be fish, eggs, dairy, you know, preferably organic, higher quality meats and dairy. And then you could do whey protein powder, egg white protein powder. You will have more options if you have animal products, but you can still do it as a vegan. I have many vegan clients and quite honestly, many of them just educate themselves on, you know, where to find the best sources of protein, what brands are really high quality, which brands are not so great. Yeah, I I am vegan. I'm plant-based and um I do 
you make a lot of experimental stuff using high grade vegan protein powders. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll share some of those in the show notes if people are interested, but, um, you, you gotta get creative too with, with protein, especially if you're getting it from things like powders and stuff. And also one thing I'll say is that some protein powders are very harsh on the stomach. Like when I am eating, when I'm eating these things, um, I, thank God I don't have a boyfriend or a roommate right now because my burps are like terrifying. Um, like I will burp and it just, it sounds, it sounds like monstrous and it's because of the protein, I would assume, because sometimes, you know, after I'm, I'm noticing, you know, wow, I'm eating protein in the morning, I'm eating protein in the afternoon and I'm eating protein in the evening. That's way more protein than I've ever eaten in a long time. And, and there, there are nights where I go to sleep and I'm like so full and I'm like, what, why am I so full? And it has to be from the protein. And, um, this, this actually happened recently where I told coach Kelly, like, I don't know if it's because I'm eating way more protein now and, and also the carbs on top of it. So we had to tweak some things because of, of how I was physically feeling. So it, it is important too, for anyone listening to, to really notice how you feel after you are eating these things. Like, and that's, I guess, important also to, to, if it helps to track what you're eating in, in my fitness pal or whatever app, because you can see, okay, well this day I had, you know, way more protein and I felt kind of really overly full. And this day I had, you know, less carbs and, and more protein, but I felt okay. So it's like really important to, to, to notice those things. What would you say that a lot of your clients experience that overly full feeling in the first stages of reverse dieting? Oh yeah. I mean, I have clients that are eating under their BMRs and they feel stuffed. I mean, it's not abnormal. And I actually highly recommend that if you have been a chronic dieter or just so used to restricting, please log your food because you may not know you, what you feel may not be actual. So for example, you may feel stuffed like you ate thousands of calories, but maybe you only ate a thousand. And so I think being able to see that data and see, okay, I know I feel this way. Obviously eating more at this moment isn't great because you don't want to get sick, but I can see on paper that I'm not overeating. I can see on my phone, not paper, you know, that my calories are not too high. And so for me personally, tracking my food was a lifesaver and it is for my clients as well. And for the coach, if you are working with someone, it's their only way to truly have a glimpse into what you're actually eating. So you may feel like you're eating a ton, but you could be chronically under eating. And so you have to have that data there because again, there will be days where you feel like you're eating a lot. And the reality is, is that you're still starving your body and that you're actually not overeating, but it doesn't feel that way. And so it doesn't necessarily mean you need to increase your food overnight, but it does mean that you need to look at that data and say, okay, I know I'm accurately logging. I know I'm accurately tracking. I, I, I feel this way, which is interesting, probably because I've been under eating for so long, but that is just confirmation that, hey, I know that I'm really not eating over my maintenance right now. I know that I'm not eating, you know, thousands of calories, but I think tracking is definitely key. Listening to your body, 
giving that feedback to your coach if you're working with one. If you're not working with one, then taking notes in a notebook or in your phone, really making sure you're making note of how you feel after you eat. And then keep in mind as well, if you have underlying hormonal concerns, you definitely should seek medical help and truly have testing done. Work with a professional. You potentially could benefit from medication. And that's something that a dietitian, a nutrition coach, a personal trainer, they could not prescribe for you or diagnose. Yeah, that's really important. I think everyone needs to hear that because yeah, you can work with a coach, you can work with even a dietitian, but there's only so much that they can do. And I think getting labs is really important, especially I, I mean, I talk about this all the time. I get my thyroid labs. I'm you know, I'm on thyroid medicine, you have to do everything kind of all at once. And, and, you know, I feel like I'm the kind of person that's like, I don't have any time to waste. I just want to feel better. So I I'm doing, I'm doing everything I can in every aspect, whether, whether that's supplements, medication, testing, working with you and coach Kelly. Um, I have one more question. I know we're getting to the end, but I have one more question about how we're, consuming our food. Um, I know a lot of people, me included, do feel more comfortable, especially when it comes to protein, you know, making shakes because it's easy to, you know, consume through the day or making like, you know, bowls or even like protein yogurts and like stuff that's like easy to consume. Do you think that that has to do with, um, you know, whether you get your, your protein and all your nutrients from mostly solids or liquids because I'll say from my experience when I'm teaching yoga say I'm teaching two classes um, in a day or even one class I can't have a a big hefty meal I can't teach like that but does getting most of your your nutrients or nourishment from smoothies does that affect weight gain or water retention or any of that um you know I'm not really sure, but here's what I would do if I was in that circumstance with a client. I don't think that there's a problem with getting some of your calories from, you know, let's just say protein smoothies, liquid calories, you know, via protein smoothies or smoothie bowls. And there's lots of different things these days that you can, you know, obviously get some calories in like for protein shakes and bowls and things like that. But I would suggest if I had a client that was only doing liquid calories, I would definitely suggest that, you know, some of the meals transition over to whole food meals and timing them to work around your schedule. So, you know, I totally understand it would be hard, for example, for you to do a hot yoga. And as you already mentioned, I don't like feeling heavy and full to have a big meal, but you know, your stomach is really designed and built to break down your food. There's certain, you know, acids and enzymes that are released just when you even put food in your mouth, actual whole food, simply chewing your food initiates the digestive response. It starts with literally the thought of food. And then when you eat and chew the, there's certain acids, enzymes in your stomach that start to produce preparing for that break, breaking down of your food, pulling the nutrients and et cetera. And so I do recommend that your body's designed to eat and chew food too, to make sure that, you know, you are getting some whole food meals unless there was a reason not to. Now, 
I have clients in my program that's actually done the gastric bypass surgery in the past, and they had to do a liquid diet for several weeks. When they went to add food, whole foods back in, not only because their stomach was smaller, but just simply breaking down the food was very hard on their bodies because their bodies just weren't used to breaking down food. Everything that they had in the post-op, generally four to six weeks, was liquid calories. So it was something they had to very gradually start to include was whole foods again because their bodies just were not ready to break it down. Right. And I would, I would assume, you know, for anyone who's dealing with digestion issues like autoimmune or just, you know, get very full very easily. I used to be the kind of person that would stupidly eat, you know, bowls of raw veggies, you know, and it, it got to the point where I was like, Hmm, maybe like this is what's making me so bloated and uncomfortable. And I've noticed a really, um, positive, difference with boiling my veggies, just cooking them. Um, Like, especially like when I was eating raw carrots or just any raw veggies, like I'm such a lazy vegan sometimes, but just by warming up these things, it's so much easier to digest. Exactly. And I would take it slow because you're right. The fiber will wreck your system. If you have digestive issues, autoimmune issues, You could potentially benefit from digestive enzymes you take before your meal, during your meal, and after. You could also benefit from just, um, you know, mixing raw apple cider vinegar with a little bit of warm water, um, you know, and having that as well to help break down your food. Probiotics, prebiotics, I mean, you may have to take, do a lot of extra things to help as well. Digestive enzymes, those are great things, but... Again, I think this is another really great reason to have a team of people in your corner when you're going through this, because it is physically and mentally overwhelming, exhausting at times. And it's nice to have people in your corner that you can say, hey, when I do this, I don't feel well. Do you have any suggestions? And, you know, sometimes there will be a suggestion on change this with your diet, or you could speak to your doctor if there is certain symptoms, regardless of what you're doing with your nutrition and exercise and lifestyle habits that aren't getting better. That's what I always tell clients. You know, if you're listening to this and you're trying to get healthier, you're eating more, you're, you know, really managing your activity, you have a healthier lifestyle, but you still do not feel right. And you know what that feels like. Definitely seeking medical help and just seeing, is there something underlying going on? You know, is there something else? I mean, maybe you do need some type of a treatment plan prescribed through your doctor, in addition to having a coach, having someone there to guide you through the whole process. Yeah, it's everything. It's, it's definitely getting tested for things, thyroid, um, just like a metabolic, um, you know, panel. I would, and I would say, you know, for me, when I started working with you and coach Kelly, it was because I was so desperate and, I felt like, okay, I'm doing all these things, quote unquote, right. Um, I need, I needed that extra support. And it's really important to find the right coach, the right dietitian, the right people who have been through what you've been through. And that's why I connected with you so instantly and reached out to you. And I was like, this is it because it really, it takes some time to get to that point where it's like, okay, I think this person really understands my personal situation. 
Um, and having that support is it's different than just having a therapist and everybody that's listening knows I love therapy, but my therapist can only help me with so much. She can't help me with the nitty gritty, the food, the daily, how I'm feeling, you know, tweaking things. I didn't know where my macros should be. I can't, you know, talk to her about, um, you know, weight loss per se. She, she, she's not in that realm. She's in the, the mental realm. So it's, it's really important to find your people and you're not supposed to do this all on your own because you'll start to feel like you're going crazy. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. And I think that you do have to be very, I mean, you know, read, listen to podcasts from the person that you're thinking about maybe working with, follow them on Instagram, read their posts, check out their stuff, Google search more podcasts, whatever you need to do to learn about that coach. Because to be honest with you, depending on your background, depending on your history, you know, there are coaches out here that's like, nope, reverse diet, you're adding 50 to 100 calories a week, period. If you're going to do it, you're going to do it this way. And that's it. There is no taking the emotions into consideration, taking that by, well, you feel bloated. It's a part of the process. I've had several ladies come to me and say that, you know, hey, I actually couldn't do the reverse diet because the coach kept bumping my calories, 50, 100 calories every single week. And, you know, the weight gain was freaking me out. It was, you know, a pound or so a week. I was bloated. I didn't feel well. We couldn't slow down. And so I quit. And so, you know, I think that you do have to be careful. You do need to ask questions. I think saying, hey, is this going to be at my pace or your pace? That's a great question to ask. You know, are you going to take into consideration how I'm feeling when I eat foods? Or is it going to be, hey, you have to fit this mold or you're not going to be able to do this the right way? And so I think definitely getting help, but, you know, making sure you are reaching out to the right people that can meet you where you are, that's not going to judge you. That's huge. That's huge. That will listen to you, that will care for you, that will really work you through things at your pace, but also be able to explain things so you can trust the process more easily and realize that there is a science behind this. There is a plan in place. You know, it is hard work to be done, but you can get there if you keep showing up and taking action. Yes, that's exactly how, why I connected with you so well, because you have a very similar history to mine and you and coach Kelly have been very, very helpful. So for anyone who's listening, who is in this same boat, you know, metabolic damage, um, maybe some thyroid issues, Hashimoto's autoimmune, they just feel like they're going crazy and maybe they want to work with you or get one-on-one coaching or get any of the free resources that you have, where can they find you? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. I'm always hanging out there. Um, I I love it. So my um, handle is Ashley underscore Fillmore one. And then my website, Metabolic Fix, um, you can find me there and just read about what I do as well as see a lot of the transformations where I've helped many clients get through exactly everything we've been talking about today. Yes. And I will put that all in the show notes as well. Um, your, your program has been really helpful and I've been in contact with, with coach Kelly and you very frequently. And it's, you know, it's that extra layer of support that, that has really been helping me. So I will, um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I know you're a busy mom of two. You have your, you have your business, you're helping tons of people. Um, 
And so thank you for your time and your energy today. Thank you so much. It was so great talking with you. Thanks, Ashley. All right, there you go. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you want to connect with Ashley, you know where to find her. All her information will be in the show notes. And if you have an extra moment and you listen to this podcast on Spotify, Spotify now has the option to leave a rating. You can leave a star rating. Uh, If you like the podcast, please leave five stars. That really helps the podcast grow organically and reach more people. Um, And I really appreciate you guys, just all the love, all the support, and stay in touch. You know where to find me, Instagram, GabLoveFlow, or come take my yoga class at Equinox. All right, bye.